When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby lose. Please welcome A.H., Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Great game out at Mudgee. The very last City v Country game ever. Big thanks to the Triple M call team. Dan Ganae and Anthony Maroon doing a sort of tag team there tonight. Ryan Girdler, Billy Harrigan and Emma Lawrence on the sideline. And we'll be talking to Dan in just a little bit. This is the back row with A.H., Chris and Rose. Just three footy fans bowing our heads in solemn remembrance of City v Country. I'm A.H. Cayley. Chris Gale, I will remember you. How are you going? Well, A.H., I took a drive today. I went past the Harbour Bridge, <laughs> Sydney Opera House, Harry Cafe de, Harry's Cafe de Wheels, <laughs> on to where Ron Coots McDonald's used to be in Newtown. Cool. Peter Wynn's score store at Parramatta, and I thought two <laughs> things. First, I'm lost, and secondly... Thank God I'm a Sydney City boy. Yeah. Go City. Go City. All right, you can punish me when we get to our tipping segment, Just the Tip. Um, Andrew Rose, Best Forgotten, how are you going? AH, I only have one thing to say this week, and that is we are Sydney. Oh, no, here we go. The famous oh. Sydney FC. Come on, guys, it's grand final day. Are you down 1-0 at the moment? Okay, half-time? it's halftime, we're losing 1-0, but we could still get there. And I'm trying to get you guys, I know you don't like football, but I'm trying to get you involved, so I brought some Sydney FC scarves for you to wear for this episode. Oh. I'll, I'll AH, one. this one's for you. This is an OG scarf from the first ever season of Sydney FC. Put it on there. Yep, pop it on. Yep. Uh, and and Chris, uh, this is a 10-year foundation member uh, uh, scarf of Sydney FC. Thank you, Rose. It's uh, very, very uh, humid in here and I just want to wipe the sweat off my brow. Okay. Mm. You, you look great, both of you. Yeah, I'll be dabbing my pits. Uh, look, tonight we'll be doing a rep round recap of sorts. <laughs> we'll be sussing out the Blatchies Blues smart wig and later on more evidence of the Illawarra Panther. And we're not talking about Ryan Girdler. Plus, of course... <laughs> Back row of the week and our very own tipping comp, just the tip. Dan Ganane, right after this on Triple M. On Triple M, this is the back row. Yep, that's us with AH Chris and Rose. And joining us now to talk about City v Country is Dan Ganane from the Triple M call team. Dan, welcome to the back row. Hello, guys. Nice to speak to you. I'm, I'm, I'm a regular listener. So I'm a regular listener after the Sunday game. So. That makes me a uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> Dan Flattery will get you everywhere. Um, what's the weather like up there in Mudgee? It looked like it was a beautiful day. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I can tell you the weather on the corner of Moore Park Road and Anzac Parade is pretty good. We called this one off the screen. So, uh, oh, amazing. We, that was such a quick journey. We stopped pretending to cheat years ago because we've been caught out a couple of times. Oh, actually, no. Actually, City Country, we were going to do one year, the first year in 2013, and well, first year that we, we had the rights. And then we discovered it. The problem with these country grounds is that they're not really built for multi- um, uh, a mass amount of media That's to turn right. up. Tin can with so, string. <laughs> so we found out that basically they had us separated uh, with 2GB with witches' hats. Cool. And we thought, it's probably not, <laughs> not, it's not, not, not going to be a great six hours. So we ended up, we ended up pulling the pin and we've been doing it off the screen ever since. Oh, see, I thought that was going to be really funny and cheeky and that I'd be putting you on the spot. Damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dan, no, but, Dan, congratulations. Uh, but, go on. You go. Oh, God. No, you so well, so I tell you so what, you kind. might be at Moorpark Road, but we've got a bit of a delay going on here. That's... <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, we might be separated by two kilometres, but it's like I'm calling in from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, Dan, congratulations on the historic call. A lot of people have argued in modern rugby league that the game has been ruined by two referees. How do you feel about the two play-by-play commentators model that was on display this afternoon? Look, I've always been, to quote uh, George Costanza, I've always been the first bloke in the pool. And I, don't, <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind a bit of experimentation. I don't know. I guess um, it felt a bit weird, but, you know, I, I suppose it'll be those that listen to it that can be the judge. I love mm. working with Maroon, so uh, yeah. uh, I don't know how it came across. It was a bit strange. There was some, you know, we do a couple of sets each, and oh, I found myself, particularly in the second half, just almost... Uh, daydreaming while, while he was doing his set, so he threw to me, and I had no idea what was going on. So that's more our problem than uh, the idea of dual callers. But um, uh, yes, radio history—that's how we promoted it. It's a historic, never been done before in radio for rugby league. It probably has, but it just sounds better if we can. <laughs> I Works loved it. I loved it. You guys were taking ownerships over the tries you were calling. It was great, uh, Dan. It's Rose here. I'm the angry one of the group. <laughs> Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm personally not going to miss City Country, but it is the last uh, City Country for quite a while. How do you feel calling the last one? Do you have any great memories? Was it a moment for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man under my own milk. I like it. Uh, yeah, no, look, it, it ran its race. Look, I grew up with it uh, probably uh, around the same time you, you guys would have. Like, in the 80s and 90s, it was actually a big deal. I, I, mm. uh, um, I remember, you know, you sort of Cliffy Lyons and Terry Lamb and, um, all these great club players, and it was yeah. it was treated as a big deal. But the, well, the game was dead ten years ago, mm-hmm. probably fifteen, twenty years ago. So mm-hmm. look, you know, it's that. You know, I I hope we start taking games to the country. Don't give them this wishy washy, you know, one game a year with second string players. Let's actually take a game, um, not maybe not every weekend, but maybe eight games a year, and and sort of at least give something to country people instead of this what what, what we've served up. Agreed. Dan Ganain, thank you very much. And lovely, have a good night driving home here. from Mudgee. <laughs> drive, drive safe, Dan. <laughs> Goodbye. And you can listen to Dan on Dead Set Legends during the week, the weekenders on Saturday mornings, and, of course, calling the footy each week. Basically, he's just kept in a cage and allowed to be brought out for <laughs> one of the five million shows that he hosts, which he does so well. Uh, for you at home or in the car, wherever you are, how do you feel about City v Country dying in the ass? Let us know. One triple three five three. This is The Back Row. <laughs> Welcome to the back row. Harmonica. Harmonica. Just hanging around back here. AH, Chris and Rose. Chris Gale, could you take us through this week in rugby league? It's rep round, the most exciting round <laughs> in the game. What happened this week? Well, AH, we've had a relief from Cubland just for a week. And so rep round kicked off on Thursday night when... Roosters Sean, player Sean Kenny Dow was arrested for possession of cocaine at the mm. Ivy nightclub when he mm. was not playing for the New Zealand Kiwis. <laughs> We moved on to a Friday night triple header involving Sharks chairman Damien Keogh at Kingsley Steakhouse into the Tilbury Hotel and finally Bells where he was apprehended by five police officers on a routine walk through the pub and was found in possession of a small resealable bag allegedly (laughs) containing the substance cocaine. And, of course, we wrapped up rep round with a post-mat function outside Cube Nightclub in Canberra where a Canberra man has subsequently appeared in court after allegedly, and I hasten to use the word allegedly, selling cocaine to to two high-profile rugby league players after the Anzac test, namely Kiwis captain Jesse Bromwich and, of course, back rower, Siso Bob, Kevin Proctor. That wraps up rep round for the week. (laughs) (laughs) We're allegedly the back row on Sydney's Triple M. It's the back row on Sydney's Triple M. We love our footy, but there's some other stuff we love too. 
So I was talking last week about how excited I am. I love big cat sightings, and now the Illawarra has one of their own. They just found a paw print. This week uh, popped up in my timeline on Facebook, Win News Illawarra were interviewing, was it, were interviewing someone who had actually seen one. Mm. And his name is Johnny Ryan Smith. We have Johnny on the line now. How are you, Johnny? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, really, really well. Now, look, full disclosure, you and I actually know each other. Wollongong's a small place. So oh. you're, you're mates with my brother. It's a setup. Oh. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> it's already on the nose. But to me, it just confirms it even more because, Johnny, I know that you're not a bullshit artist. <laughs> so, so, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, so I'd always really got into it in a sort of like conspiracy theory vibe and now I'm like, yes, uh, it's real. So, Johnny, can you sort of take us through, you know, what you were doing and how you came to see the panther? Yeah, of course. Um so I was. It was like a, it was a really hot day one day. I don't know what I was thinking, but um, I just decided to go for a trek between. It's the Wadi Wadi track. It's between Stanwell Park and Sublime Point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was on the track. I had a camera with me and stuff, and I was cruising through. I was probably like seven kilometers in. It's. I think it's about a fourteen kilometer trek altogether, or wow. fifteen kilometers. And uh, yeah, I had just gotten. I think it was like past the halfway point, maybe, and. Uh, cruising along it was real nice and quiet and then all of a sudden i just heard this huge rustle rustle in the bushes on my right um and i I didn't see it at this point but i just heard it and whatever it was it was sounding big because the 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 footprints just sounded real heavy and heavy footed like jurassic park Um, style your water started shaking (laughs) oh you could say that yeah sure and and was it water (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> right. So, what happened then? Did you did you get eyes on it after that? So then, I was in two minds. I didn't know where to go. I was just so scared. I mean, do I keep going seven more kilometers, or I turn back seven <laughs> kilometers still that way? So, I thought I was a dead man. Um, so I just readied myself, and I got my camera, and I put it on like high speed shoot, so I could I'd, I'd be ready if something did happen. And it was only about fifteen seconds, and I I started to walk forward. I started, I said I'd go and finish the walk because I knew behind me was just open plain. Right. So I'd be right. easy prey right there. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, so I continued and maybe five metres down the track, it appeared right beside me on my left. Wow. Um, and I, I was just frozen solid. I had my camera in my hand, finger on the button, and I was just frozen with fear. And, and what I'd it, just seen it. Like, what did it look like? Away from me. It was... I, I, like I said, it was probably the size of a German Shepherd, maybe even a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And like, like my main memory was how thick its neck was and the back of its head was just so square. And uh, yeah, it just had like these tiny pointed ears and as it was running, it was so fast. It was, and it was, it was con- maintained like a uh, consistent head height. So it wasn't hopping or anything. It was um, 100%. I was never a believer before, but this has got me. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, have you ever gone in for these sort of stories before? But so clearly, clearly not. You've been uh, you've been converted by a, a panther sighting. Do you? Th- so you don't think it's possible that it could be like a feral cat or anything like that? No, it was it was big. It was huge. My, I mean, I've I've had a lot of cats when I was younger. My aunt's got like ten. She lives next door to me, and uh, yeah, she, some of them are huge. And this thing was like mind blowing. Well, Johnny, if there's one bit of advice I can give you, if you're going to go out uh, hiking again in, in, in risk of bumping into some kind of large animal, bring a mate because you don't have to outrun the panther. You just have to outrun your mate. That's all you've got to do. Oh, well, there we go. 
We always give great advice on this show. Johnny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Johnny. No problem, guys. Thanks for hearing me out and I just raise awareness, you know. We're all about raising awareness here. This is The Back Row on Sydney's Triple M. More after this. The Back Row on Triple M. Rugby league from the cheap seats. Yes, that's us, the back row on Sydney's Triple M. We were talking before with Johnny Ryan Smith from the Illawarra who cited or saw even with his own eyes the Illawarra Panther. Now, Michael gave us a ring on one triple three five three. Michael, you have some criticisms with our interviewing skills. Oh, well, I wouldn't say criticism. No, they always backtrack, don't they? <laughs> Come on, get stuck in, Michael. We're ready. Yeah, okay, right. Our journalism 101, the most important question, go straight to the money. Did he get a photo of it? Right. So he did mention he did mention that when he heard the rustling, he got his camera ready and even put it on a high shutter speed to catch it. But then he said when he saw the big animal, he froze yep. in terror. Oh, right, okay. Right, convenient. Okay. That's, that's, uh-huh. like, that's like all the people at Loch Ness. Uh-huh. They want to take uh-huh. a photo. But they Your freeze in terror. skills are better than my comprehension skills and listening skills. <laughs> oh, it's arguable. There you go, Michael. We didn't have to ask him because he's already told us. You've got to listen more, mate. <laughs> exactly right. It's listening yeah, 101, yeah, okay. Michael. <laughs> well, keep listening, Michael. Thanks, Thanks so much for calling. On Triple M, this is The Back Row. Back row with AH Chris and Rose on Sydney's Triple M. We were talking about the discontinuation of the City V Country Round, and Eddie rang in to give us his thoughts on one triple three five three. What do you reckon, Eddie? Um, this whole City Country debacle, what like, you've got, cl- like now that it's over, you've got clubs that pull out before City Country even starts, mm. and are these clubs prepared to take a stitch to every year out to the rural areas? Because we're not promoting our game in the greater parts of Australia. Yeah, I mean, well, let's let's be honest, Eddie. You're talking about Canterbury Bulldogs there, the oh, Evil Empire first up. And I think Dan Ganade made the point extremely well that he said each club should be obligated to take a game out to country. Penrith Panthers do it. I'd, I'd agree with you. I think it's uh, the bush is really dying as far as rugby league is concerned and we need to find me- measures to address that. It's a really good suggestion you've got. Look, I agree with you, Chris, but... Don't, I agree with both of you, but don't come at the dogs. We have a game outside of our areas every year. We played one in New Zealand this year. That's not the bush. <laughs> uh, Who do you follow, Eddie? Um, I'm a diehard shark supporter, mate. Sharky boys. Sharky boys. Sharky boys. <laughs> mate, the grand final last year, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I, I broke in tears and it was one of the greatest one of the greatest moments of my life. But like, as the, the NRL, like, it frustrates me because we can't promote rugby league as a game Overseas, and then expect them to come here and go. Well, hang on, you've got Queensland, you've got New South Wales, and yeah, totally. I agree. Look, Eddie, we're going to have to leave it there, but thanks so much for calling in, Sharky Boy. Thanks, Sharky Boy. Good luck, Eddie. Quick update for you A-League footy fans out there. Sydney FC have tied the game up at the 68th minute. We've got 15 minutes to go. It's one all. Sydney Melbourne, (laughs) go to the voice in blue. The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. But we're not finished yet. Stick around. We're going to be on until 8pm. The back row with AH, Chris and Rose. When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show. With three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M.
the cheapest seats, but the easiest to reach. This is the back row with AH Chris and Rose. It's our two-month anniversary, Aww. and I figure we don't know how many anniversaries we'll have. Every week we're like, well, we're going to get ripped off the air next week, so I figure we might as well celebrate it as yeah. much as we can. Chris Gale, how are you going? I'm popping my cork, AH. Uh, oh, your cork? Oh, your cork. Okay. Yes, <laughs> um, because I'm happy I can help the broader rugby league community. We had a call from Mark whether we had the fixture result for Lebanon v Malta, and I'm proud to say that on the back of a personal performance of 20 points by the great... Abbas Miski, Lebanon has secured the Phoenician Cup, 24 points to four. Congratulations. Well done, Lebanon. Andrew Rose, how are you? I'm good, AH. I'm uh, slightly stressed. There's 10 minutes to go in the grand final of the A-League and <laughs> a one all. I'm wearing my Sydney FC scarf. I'm finding it very hard to do live radio. Easy, yeah, so, so that's going to bode well for us having more anniversaries. You <laughs> sitting here facing a screen while we're on radio with little muffled yeah, cries coming soccer. out. <laughs> Speaking of muffled cries, I don't know, that's a segue. Uh, tonight <laughs> we're going to be, well, as part of our two-month anniversary, I will tell the story about how I did something bad to the grill team on my very first show here. Um, Smart wig, you might not have heard of that. Test match aftermath. But right after this, our own tipping segment, Just the Tip. The Back Row on Triple M. The Back Row, Triple M Sydney with AH Chris and Rose. And it's time for our our favourite part of the week. No more than... Now on Triple M's Back Row. Just the tip. Whoa! Just the tip. Oh, jeez. Just the tip. Just the tip. Bobbity boo, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Again with the bobbity boo. Every week. Strap in and get ready to tip the light fandango. (laughs) It's just the tip. Strap in for just the tip. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Uh, thank you, Chris. We're about to uh, recap the scores from last week. Hey, hey, I got some bad news. You yeah, had a I know. Pretty bad rep round, and Chris and I did pretty well. We have new first place. No. Tied for second place on 47 points is both Chris and AH Kelly. Oh, okay, so I haven't dropped. I thought I was going to be like going from first to third. No, no, you've just dropped back to second, tied with Chris, which makes me on 48 points, one ahead, first place. Roseman, back in front Good again. You. Good such a wonderful piece of news. If, if I can jump in with a quick personal story. So, as you boys know, I used to have a podcast on the ABC, and in like it's the first week, we were like second, like we were beating This American Life and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing on the iTunes charts. And we kept up there and then one week we went from like third to like 580th yep and i still don't know what did it but there was a site that monitored it all and it said biggest loser of the week <laughs> confession booth with ah kaylee i know what it was that week in podcast world it was rep round <laughs> <laughs> there we go all right let's get into some uh, back into the club footy of next weekend we're all excited to have it I can't wait Let's either, Chris. I'm excited. Thursday night at ANZ Stadium is the beloved Bulldogs versus the Cowboys. I'm already let down. I thought that uh, the big thing about Dez not wanting to play country because he had to fly to Townsville or something. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, Evil Empire, I detest them. I also expect that they'll win. No Thurston for FNQ Cowboys. Yeah, yeah I'm tipping um, Bulldogs as well. I am also tipping the mighty, mighty Bulldogs. Friday night at Jubilee Oval, it's the Dragons versus the Sharky, Sharky Boys. Boys. This is always a, a tough one for me because, of course, Dragons are my first team. Sharky Boys are my second team. Mm. Um, but it's actually not that hard because we have rules in place. As much as it's going to be hard without Widdop and now Dugan, tough. I'm going the Dragons. I have to. I'm a woman of honour. Are you as depressed as Dugan's cheekbone, AH? That would be my question. <laughs> yeah, but not because of that. Uh, it'll be a frenzy. It'll be a shark-winning frenzy. I agree, Sharky boys. Uh, Friday night at ANZ Stadium, it's the Tigers versus the Rabbits. Hear me roar, West Tigers. Okay. Do you know what? 
I'm actually going to risk it on the Tigers. I think they have a chance. Um, the Rabbitohs have been playing quite inconsistently this season. Go the Tigers. Fair enough. Look, AH, I, got I, can't, uh, I can't disagree with you there. You've, you've tipped some outsiders this year and you've got them right. The Titans in particular mm. a couple of weeks back. Uh, and for I'm that a reason, For that reason, I'm going the Rabbits. Uh, Saturday, Pepper Stadium, Panthers v Warriors. Uh, Panthers, I reckon. Mm. Penrith have stretched as far as they can stretch it. They have to win. They will win at Pepper Stadium. I agree with you guys. It's a must win for uh, Panthers there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Saturday as well. We've got a double header at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday night. This is going to be fun. Uh, Storm versus Titans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look... Uh, Andrew Webster, the Herald journalist, sorry about that, uh, described the Melbourne Storm as the perfect killing machine this week. <laughs> yeah. And there'll be uh, entrails of Titans strewn all over Suncor Stadium by about 7.15 on that particular <laughs> evening. And actually, while we're mentioning, mentioning the Herald, don't buy the Herald this week. Support, <laughs> Here, we go. Here we go. Support the strikers. I thought you left the politics forever. show a while ago. What's your pick, AH? And if you're a freelance writer like me, don't be a scab. Wait a, <laughs> wait a week to pitch. Um, I'm going Storm. Beautiful. We're all going storm there. Great. The Storm of Monsters, they are going to decimate the Titans. Uh, the uh, second game on the doubleheader at Suncorp is Manly versus Broncos. Mm, Broncos. Oh, it's a Manly home game, though, isn't it? It's kind of strange. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's Bronco time. Yes, Bronco time. Uh, Sunday, we have two games on Sunday. McDonald Jones Stadium, the Knights v. the Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders here. Yeah, I'm picking the Raiders. Um, Siggy Stewart isn't as, under as much pressure as Hook Griffin, but Canberra got to start winning. And there's no better way to get yeah. yourself to start winning than, than playing the poor old hapless Newcastle Knights. Beautiful. And finally, on Sunday evening, Allianz Stadium, the Roosters versus the Eels. Uh, oh, it's a tough one. I think I'm going to go Roosters. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, but I will. Okay. A resurgent Eels, but they won't be resurgent enough. Cock-a-doodle-doo, Sydney Roosters. That makes three of us all going for the Roosters. And that, as they say, is just the tip. <laughs> Triple M's Back Row. Go forward, move ahead. Bugger that, it's the bloody back row. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Back row with AH, Chris and Rose. Now, boys, this is our two-month anniversary show. We've Mm. officially done eight shows on Triple M. We haven't been kicked off yet. Yet. But, of course, it's very possible. So I say let's celebrate it while we can. There was a chance we could have been kicked off after our first show, as far as I'm concerned, because um, I did something accidentally bad to the grill team. And I think now if there's a possibility that we don't have another show, I have to... Get it off my chest. So, in Triple M, um, for you at home, there are sort of two main studios, and between them is a pinball machine and uh, a fridge, like a, a glass front fridge, like you would see in a convenience mm-hmm. store or anything like that. And it has bottles of water in it. So, our first show, I was like, oh, cool, free water. Do you want some water, boys? Boys, do you want some water? Here, everyone, take yeah. some water. Give it out water, everyone. Stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah. And there was no water left. The next week I came back and, you know, like office signs being like, whoever isn't washing their dishes, please do it. Someone had written, printed out and taped to that fridge. If you take the grill team's waters, (laughs) please kindly go to the mail room and replace them. Cheers. Now, I don't know where the mail room is. I just know that it's where the waters are. Um, (laughs) So literally I had been at the station like for no more than like, like 10 hours later. No more. Couldn't have been more than ten hours later, and I had an office sign erected. <laughs> you know why I wasn't worried about that, AH? Because mm-hmm. I wrote to management and I made it very clear that Rose and I were not in any way involved. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I just said to management, "Let the axe fall where it may." Like I said to our caller before, you just got to bring a mate with you. It's about running faster <laughs> than your mate. That's exactly right. I can absolutely not run as fast as the grill team, uh, who you can hear tomorrow. This is Triple M. 
The Back Road on Triple M. We're just pumping up the energy here. Yeah. Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. Now, look, if there's one thing we associate with rugby league players, it's smarts. They're a very intelligent lot. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually, it's hard to get them on the field sometimes because they're just so absorbed in the works of, you know, James Joyce, Dostoevsky, <laughs> yeah. Tolstoy. Mm. But it's not just the players that are smart, Chris. No, and if we were just getting a little bit of a feel of the Delta Blues in that last song, mm. Uh, mm. let me tell you, the Blues are at the forefront of technology as far as origin is concerned this year. Wow. Is the Delta Blues just how sad um, Delta Goodrum is because Briggs recorded a way better song than hers <laughs> no, for no, Indigenous no, Round? No, no, she's down because all the attention is on Seal and Boy George this year. <laughs> right. And, and quite rightly. Uh, the Blues have announced that they've embraced the next generation of get this wig technology, Rose. And you may not be across this story. I am not. They are behind the smart wig. By the way, they spell, they spell wig, capital W, small i, capital G. I love that mm. modern stuff. It's so cool. It's called Camel Case. And it was uh, most popular on like MSN Messenger in... 1998. <laughs> so do yourselves all a favour and get onto smartweek.com.au and you can have a look at it in uh, full Technicolor. But essentially what you'll be presented with is a picture of Aaron Woods in the Blatchy's Blues wig mm-hmm. with a tube sticking out of it. Yep. And this is the next generation of wig technology, Rose, and I'm just showing you the pictures right. here. Yeah, go on. Okay, it's the largest, most passionate supporter group is now also the most connected with new in-ear, te- in-ear technology, which is a thing that looks like a Toyota engine exploding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the star Blatchy Blues will get exclusive content and get this Triple M commentary oh. during Origin Game 2. Is that going to be us? I wish it would be. Yeah. Are they getting the I rooms? don't. I go hard on the jugs on yeah. Origin yeah. at the pub. I'm still well. not following this smart wig. So what? Oh, yeah, sorry. Keep continuing. So you put the wig on, right? You, it's got the in-ear technology so you can hear not only commentary, but in the lead-up to the game, six hours of hilarious content from Fletch and Hindy. Right. <laughs> And, yeah, doggy. And as the sun sets, the tube lights up and it's lights, camera, part of the action. <laughs> Don't just watch the game be part of it. Experience oh the God. first Blatchy's Blues pregame lights out show powered by your smart wig. New South Wales fans everywhere, it's time to shine. Oh, oh my goodness. Look, good luck getting Wi-Fi, um, <laughs> like getting connection on stadium Wi-Fi. Every time I go to a game, it takes like half an hour to put a tweet up and it drains my battery 30%. On Triple M, this is the back row. I bloody love uh, having a show on Triple M because the stuff we get to play, UMI just before Dead Set, my absolute favourite band. Yeah. You know what the good news is, AH? Oh, what, Chris? UMI are teaming up with Hoodoo Gurus. Sick. Dave Faulkner, such a huge Sharks fan. What a great moment it was Shucky for him boys. last year. Sharky boys. <laughs> Uh, King off in July. The two bands are out on the road. Narrabri, Central Coast, My Bedroom, Albury, <laughs> Wagga Wagga, Cube Nightclub in Canberra. Uh, <laughs> a favourite. The Gong. Yes. Taralgon. And they will actually be in the middle of the Blatchy Blues in Smart Wigs come origin time. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be fantastic too. Great to see those two bands out on the road. There was uh, other stuff that happened this week besides me hearing a song that I like on the radio. <laughs> what was that, Chris? Well, there were two test matches on Friday night at GIO Stadium, home of the Canberra Raiders. The Australian Kangaroos prevailed 30 points to 12, but at the cost of not only Dukes's cheekbone, but also Thurston's mm. shoulder. Mm. I mean, JT gave an interview after the game saying it's all sweet, great to get through the first game. Next thing we hear, he's out for six weeks. Mm. I mean, the origin length. balls are up in the air. And I must also um, give a huge shout-out to the Gillaroos for a magnificent 16-4 win over the Kiwi Ferns. Yeah. 
which was on the back of their tackling. And Ruan Sims just made key tackle after key tackle. But look, let's face it, who's interested in Rhett Round <laughs> in relation to test matches when the other things were going on? I just haven't been able to get over the cocaine incident with, which isn't really alleged between the two Kiwi stars, Jesse Bromwich, the captain, and Kevin Proctor. Hey, on, Chris, we've got to frame this right. If you're going to talk about cocaine, we've got to talk about Coke Watch. It's da 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 Coke Watch. <laughs> yeah, now we're in the vibe. Look. So, look, we all know that uh, rugby league players are risk takers, but there's levels of risk. And I say the risk when you're in a public mall outside a nightclub in the full view of CCTV footage mm-hmm. is a level of risk too far. What uh-huh. do you think, guys? Well, I don't know. I like to live on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please don't send a lease no, to no. my house. It was just a radio joke. <laughs> okay. The codes. We remember the codes. The broadcasting codes, yes. Rose, what do you think? Well, look, I mean, these guys are making silly mistakes, aren't they? I get it. I get it's the weekend off and you want to have a bit of a party, but most mm. rugby league teams will rent out a room, lock the doors, and let the boys drink themselves silly for the weekend off. Keep them confined. And Red, Red Bull and Stillnox. Yeah. That was no, last no, no, season's no, no, great no, no, thing, no, wasn't it? They'll just responsibly consume alcohol. This is an outlier. I mean, both players are very embarrassed. Jesse Bromwich has already stood down from every captaincy role he currently <laughs> has, uh, down from leadership groups, auctioning jerseys, the whole palaver. Uh, but he hasn't actually 100% said he's done it. Kevin Proctor has said, I was so hammered I did it. That's another approach. The stories are not quite there together. They're not quite straight. No surprise. <laughs> um, can't wait to get back to club football. And I think both guys realise that they probably, dare I say it, overstepped the line. Well, yeah. absolutely. I think we wrap that one up quite well. <laughs> back row on Sydney's Triple M. Yes, Triple M Sydney. This is the back row. My name's Rose. I'm here with my mates Chris Gale and A.H. Kaylee. Quick Stole update. Stole my line. Oh, sorry, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do it so much better. Uh, quick yeah. update on the A-League there. Uh, it's in extra time now. One all. We're at the 102nd minute of this game. It's never going to end. You know you can play three league games in the time it takes to play one of those It's a war games. of attrition, Chris. So, so this is the grand final, Sydney v Melbourne. Is that correct? Yes, we played this There grand... are other sports? Yes, there are other there sports. There <laughs> Sydney v Melbourne, it's a rivalry. They beat us 3-0 uh, two years ago. We want revenge. On Triple M, this is the back row. Weird suggestions for this week. Oh, I don't know. Make that a segment topic. Um, That's my line. Chris. Weird suggestions. Um, <laughs> you people are weird. <laughs> Go on. Chris Gale, Benny Elias has, has. has suggested that the NRL buy Channel 10. Benny is an ideas man, as we know. Look how mm. good Balmain Rugby League Club is doing at Roselle right now. And... Uh, He's uh, tweaked to the fact that Channel 10's on the market for, well, should be, according to the pundits, for a mere $100 million. Mm. I was surprised it was valued at that much. But he mm. suggested the NRL should step up and use that war chest that was going to retain players from defecting <laughs> to sports like rugby league, AFL, and I guess soccer. Uh, okay. and has, has there ever been a league player who was like, you know what, soccer? <laughs> <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> And uh, move on and actually acquire the 10, no- 10 Network and rebrand it rugby league style. Ooh. i got to tell you, it's a pretty good idea. Right. Mm. I mean, can you imagine things like Studio 10 with Blocker Roach and Ida nah. going at each other with lisps and high voices? That would be magnificent. <laughs> what about, what, what, what's that, uh, Family Feud? Family Feud. What about Family Feud but Jeff Toovey's hosting it? We need, it, we need something you find in the bathroom <laughs> starting with D. <laughs> From, a, from one little man to another little man. Uh, who would you like to see as The Bachelor? 
Ooh, that's a, I wouldn't mind Gus Gould with a lineup. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd compete in that. I think. I'd yeah, you'd go. Hooray. Yeah, go, girl. Get yourself some gas. What? And uh, as we were talking about things being plated up earlier down at uh, Cube Nightclub in Canberra, what what would happen in MasterChef? I mean, there'd be a lot of focus on. The NRL boys whipping up the ideal meat pie, do you mm, think? Well, because one of my favourite lines, and it was actually from the Triple M news story on the uh, Canberra Coke situation, was that the, uh, the uno- it was an unidentified man, wasn't it? Who was, they said that he uh, prepared a white powder on his phone. Mm. This is a post MasterChef world. He did not prepare it, he plated up. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I tell you, everything that, except plates and MasterChef. They, they, <laughs> they ultimately identified the hell out of him because he has been to court and has been charged. So. Oh, wow. I should have researched that. <laughs> I, and, tell you, I tell you one thing they love on MasterChef this year is, uh, is food dreams. It's all about your food dreams. And who has better dreams in rugby league than the Hain plane? Exactly. <laughs> Jeff up Jared Hain. <laughs> that would be his latest dream. And, and uh, what, what was your idea for Neighbours? Oh, Neighbours would just be exactly the same. You're exactly right. <laughs> The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. You're listening to Triple M Sydney. This is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. We, uh, we've only got, you know, we haven't got that long to go. We'll be with you until 8 o'clock, so don't touch that dial. Oh, stop it. At least without its consent. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what's happened this week to talk about now? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be the first person to say that rugby league is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. So I'll be the next person to say that rugby league is the gift that keeps on giving. Great. Former West Tigers, now Manly Warringah Seagulls player Curtis Sirenen mm-hmm. is being investigated over, over allegations he smashed the door of a women's toilet at a Sydney pub last weekend. Classic. Rude. 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 Very rude. Channel 9 ace reporter Danny Widler revealed that Sirenen <laughs> allegedly punched the door of the women's toilet at the workers' bar and kitchen. Uh, to check on his girlfriend in suburban Balmain. <laughs> uh, you might remember that uh, young Ciro uh, had a very unfortunate public incident where his girlfriend had tweeted a picture of him in a delicate situation with another girl, mm. hashtag cheetah, two years ago. Well, Skydiving. They had reunited. Skydiving. Delicate yeah. situation. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I thought you meant the photo was them, Scott. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they were in bed. <laughs> skydiving, is that a term? Same, same rush. I am behind. I've never been involved in skydiving. <laughs> Sounds fun, though. Sometimes it's fun to be behind. Exactly. Um, Now, it turns out at the venue that the girl who was in the picture and the girlfriend that he'd been reunited with bumped into each other Uh and they repaired to the women's toilet to allegedly clear the air. Mm. Um, Curtis was concerned about how long they were in the bathroom and proceeded to intervene and supposedly at this point then punched the door and you might have noticed he had strapping on his right hand and the city country fixture he did. because of a deep wound from which blood issued. Mm. But it does raise that age-old question is what do women talk about when they go to the bathroom? Oh, look, it varies. Um, you know, it depends on where you are, what's happening, how you dress, what sort of... Um perhaps altered state of mind you're in. But actually, generally, women women in the toilets, like, we just bloody love each other. Like, sometimes I think about the girls who I, like, befriended, like, they became my best friend while we were doing our lipstick in the toilet. And I just want to know how they were doing, really. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you plan people's murders in there, right? You're oh, in there, yeah. And he has every right to be punching that door down because they're planning his murder in that bathroom, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, you, what you just said was a smokescreen for the fact that you're talking about us, right? <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah. Admit it. So You're been... my favourite girls <laughs> and I'm a top bloke. 
That's right, the back row, one guy and two Sheilas. Um, <laughs> look, there's been a lot of speculation. Uh, I'll just uh, go through a couple of them to leave the listeners' appetites a little bit wetted. There was mm. some thought that maybe the two girls were saying how they both mutually admired Curtis and something might come of that. Possibly. And that it concluded it wasn't a good idea and he got angry and punched the door. Uh, some concern about they might have been swapping notes about Curtis's prowess in a physical way. Yes, perhaps? a friend of ours suggested that maybe they were talking about him being a dud rube. Yeah, maybe he just got the wrong bathroom. Do you know how all these <laughs> all these new venues are trying to do that fancy thing where they describe the men and women's bathrooms in real fancy, complicated ways? Maybe he just got confused. I was at the Civic Hotel last night, unisex bathroom, completely confused, and I apologise <laughs> to that young lady. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? Uh, the main reason I think he was angry was because they were getting together and they decided that his edge defence is no good. <laughs> <laughs> the footy finishes here. The back row. On Triple M. Ah, breathe out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Don't make me laugh before an intro. Hell yeah, baby. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. And we're pretty much done. We're going to be wrapping up shortly. But we have to end, of course, with back rower of the week. It's when we, we choose someone and we venerate them into our ideal team. Andrew Rose, who's your back row of the week this week? Well, AH, I really wish you didn't start with me because... Oh, well, stop. Chris Gale, <laughs> who's your back row of the week this week? Well, I'm happy to fill the breach and really great to hear new music from Kings of Leon. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a nice tune, I thought. It was nice, not bad. Look, I've got uh, two second rowers in my back row of the week. I want to, um, first of all, credit the Jillaroos Harpack, Simone Smith. I mm. thoroughly enjoyed her game on Friday. She's uh, an absolute player and had uh, all sorts of creativity going on and I... Uh, Predict big things for her in the world of rugby league. Nice. And my other back row of the week, of course, is the Storms country representative, Chase Blair, who was Ugh. faced with the unusual prospect of having to play in a short-sleeved jersey. Ugh. If we were doing Jersey Watch, Rose. The poor <laughs> thing. I think on Twitter, the Errol girls were exactly. like, um, were like you, it, you could see his arms and they're not robotic. I was going to say, it was great to see the Errol girls up there at Mudgy giving props to Chase Blair. And he got through the game sans sleeves. <laughs> is it my turn now? It is. Andrew Rose, what are you... Back row of the week. Uh, okay, so I was going <laughs> to give the back row of, of the week to the result of this grand final, either Melbourne or Sydney, and be a good sport. But it's extra that's the, time. That's the A League grand final. For yes, you at home. A League grand final, and it's the hundred and twenty-first minute currently, yeah. and it's still, <laughs> still one all. So neither of these teams get my back row of the week. So. It goes to Ja Rule. Oh, yes, of course it does. <laughs> the rapper. So if you, those of you who have been living under a rock this week, Ja Rule tried to put on a festival in the Bahamas and it went south quickly. The Fire Festival. Fire Festival. F-Y-R-E. It was a bunch of rich kids going to a rich kids festival. Turns out it was a refugee camp. It was, it was not a good fun for everyone. Well, my nomination for Back Rower of the Week. Um, earlier we spoke to Johnny Ryan Smith from the Illawarra who saw the fabled Illawarra panther with his own eyes while walking through the escarpment. So my nomination for back row of the week is the Illawarra Panther himself. Oh, nice. Also known as Ryan Girdler. <laughs> this has been the back row with A.H. Chris and Rose. Chris Gale, any final thoughts? Yes, I'm going to walk outside Triple M, look up at the centre point tower, gaze Ugh. longingly and happily, and once again, thank God, I'm a city boy. No. Oh, go city. <laughs> Andrew Rose, final thoughts? I'll end it, AH, with the way I started it. We are Sydney. <laughs> yeah, you are going the to. Famous sh- Sydney FC. Penalty shootouts. That's where you're going. Let's go, boys. It's such a bad sport. I'm AH <laughs> Kaylee. Amen to that. I'm AH Kaylee. My deepest apologies to the grill team. <laughs>